Whether it's Batman vs. Superman, Alien vs. Predator, or even Godzilla vs. Kong, versus films have always intrigued audiences. Our imaginations just go wild when it comes to massive characters clashing with each other. And after the massive success of Freddy vs. Jason, studios were really hoping they could replicate that result. While other combinations like Chucky and Leprechaun were discussed, there was never any forward momentum. But there was one rumor that kept popping up that intrigued horror fans everywhere. What if the lead Cenobite from Hellraiser were to throw down with Haddonfield's infamous sister killer? That's precisely what we almost got. So join us on what the f happened to this unmade horror movie as we dive into what could have been with Michael versus Pinhead. With Freddy vs. Jason kicking all sorts of ass at the box office, other films immediately started popping up just like it. We finally received the long-awaited Alien vs. Predator, and the Sci-Fi Channel even got in on the action, providing us with Boa vs. Python and Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys. But when you think of the big faces of horror, outside of Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees, there's often one other figurehead, Michael Myers. But who would he face? Given that Dimension Films, who owned the rights to Myers at the time, also owned the rights to another popular horror villain, Pinhead, that seemed like the obvious choice. While the idea had been brought up in the 90s, with Pinhead himself, Doug Bradley, being very against the idea, it still had a bit more steam to it. Screenwriter Dave Parker, who would go on to make films such as The Hills Run Red and a segment in Tales of Halloween, started developing a script in the late 90s that would pit the two horror icons against each other. Yeah, you heard me right, the 90s. But that doesn't mean this wasn't Freddy vs. Jason inspired, as Parker was anticipating massive success from that long gestating project and knew other studios would want to capitalize. I'm sure he didn't think it'd take New Line quite so long to finally get their movie done, but hey, it finally happened, and he was right. Studios wanted more. Parker's version was titled Halloween. Well then, guess we're not starting out on a strong note. Parker wanted to approach the two characters in an almost Frankenstein meets the Wolfman style which was a bit lighter than their own individual entries. As such, Parker started to also play with the characters' mythologies. Oy vey. First up was Michael, whose origins are completely retconned. Instead of murdering his sister on Halloween night in the way that we know it, he is instead given the lamentation configuration by a mysterious homeless man. When young Michael opens it up, a demon named Sam Hain comes out and possesses the child. So now, possessed Mikey murders his sister, and you know how the rest goes. Everything else happens how we remember it. Then we skip to present day, and for some reason, Kirstie Cotton from the first two Hellraiser entries and several others are at Michael's house looking for something. Because reasons. They're able to find the puzzle box, but one of these dummies accidentally opens it and releases the Cenobites. 
This also signals Michael that he needs to come home. There's a bit of a struggle as the sides clash in Meyer's old house. But when Michael finally shows up, Pinhead immediately recognizes him as Samhain and is on a mission to return him back to hell. You know, thank Frank from Hellraiser Part 1. But Parker's pitch did not go well, and Dimension had no intentions of ever merging the two franchises. They even rejected yet another pitch in 2002. Now, skip ahead a year, and Dimension was absolutely down to merge the two franchises after seeing the great success that New Line had doing it. And they already had some old pitches to dust off. We already went over Parker's, but what about the one from screenwriters Josh Stolberg and Bobby Florsheim? You may recognize Stolberg and Florsheim as the writers behind Piranha 3D, Jigsaw, and even Spiral. But long ago, they were just TV writers with a grand idea. Halloween in Hell, Michael vs. Pinhead. Their screenplay was an absolute love letter to horror films, opening on a survivors group that includes Kirstie Cotton and Jamie Lloyd from Halloween parts 4 through 6, but also characters from Critters, Leprechaun, and even Phantasm. We even get an acknowledgement from Jamie of the Thorn Curse. And you'll be happy to know that they did intend to bring back Danielle Harris. As the meeting ends, Michael strikes, trying to kill her. Kirstie uses the lamentation configuration to block Michael's knife, but he pierces it and embeds the knife in Kirstie's chest, summoning the Cenobites. This is actually a pretty cool moment because despite Kirstie dying, which really sucks, it does make things more personal. Plus, we get the wonderful moment of Kirstie saying to Pinhead, you never got me, just before she dies. It's truly fantastic, and even reading it, you can just feel Pinhead's contempt. He vows to get revenge on Michael for killing Kirsty. Then there's Jamie, who was wounded in the battle. She goes to the hospital for a blood transfusion because I guess she keeps a steady supply of her own blood at the hospital? Okay then. A nurse gives her the blood, but makes the grave error of putting it back into the general blood storage. This mistake causes seven other people to be infused with Jamie's blood. Given the curse that's on Jamie's blood, Michael can sense all of these people, so he's ready to go on a rampage. After killing all but one, our final girl Betsy, she teams up with Jamie to take on Michael. In the midst of all this, they come across other lamentation configurations, 160 to be exact and are told that they can be put together in some kind of Rubik's Cube fashion that would help seal the gate of hell forever, therefore trapping both Michael and Pinhead. We get one massive final battle where Michael kills a bunch of Cenobites and even violently removes some of Pinhead's nails. It's one of the more exciting moments of the story and one I would have loved to have seen filmed. The big question for any of these versus movies is always, well, who wins? Most are able to slyly get around the topic, having both characters win in their own distinct way. Save Martha! And here is no different. The writers wanted the studio to release different endings with different victors, ultimately still ending the actual film in the same way of Jamie and Betsy closing the portal to hell. So it would really have little consequence for the next film, if they had chosen to go that route. 
But yet again, Dimension just ended up being cold on the idea and turned it down. But in the most exciting turn of events, Dimension actually approached original creators John Carpenter and Clive Barker about creating their own film. Their idea was for Carpenter to direct and Barker to write. Shockingly, both filmmakers were very intrigued by the concept, respecting each other's work, while also seeing it as an opportunity to right the wrongs that the franchises have gone down. Doug Bradley, who had previously said he wasn't interested in such a team-up, said he was totally down if Carpenter and Barker were involved. But unfortunately, Dimension Films just didn't have the patience for anything but a rush job, something that Barker and Carpenter both loathed. Not to mention the massive roadblock that came in the way of Halloween producer Mustafa Akkad. Akkad, who owned the rights to Michael, had a set of rules for the franchise, and pairing him against Pinhead went against almost every single one of them. He always wanted the Michael Myers character to remain grounded, and having him face a demon just didn't sit well with him. So he completely blocked the project from being made. Who knows what would have come of that, but with the creative team of Carpenter and Barker, I can only imagine how groundbreaking it would have been. But even still, the biggest issue when bringing these two Goliaths together is that they have nothing in common. Pinhead is a being from hell who is brought forth in order to torture his victims so that they can feel the ultimate pleasure, pain. Michael, on the other hand, is on a never-ending journey to try and kill his family members, in particular his sister Lori Strode. So how exactly would these two behemoths even meet? Every way that's been drafted so far has been awful. While we may have never gotten Pinhead versus Michael on the big screen, that doesn't mean there won't be more opportunities. With David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy coming to a close with Halloween Ends, the producers will be looking at what to do with the character next. And with the new Hellraiser film releasing on Hulu, we finally have a big return to that series. So the idea of these two coming together for a film isn't as far-fetched as it may have been just a few years ago. Regardless of whether we ever get it or not, I'm just grateful there was some redemption for both of these characters after some very bad entries in their respective series. Trick or treat, but I'm not gonna lie. I'd love to see Michael go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Pinhead. Ah, uh, one of these days.